What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. The episode today uh, is a little bit random. I often have offline conversations with people that hit me up uh, that just want to talk, that want to share their ideas with me, that want to participate in a conversation that will help refine their ideas and that kind of thing. And um, you know, to the extent that I have time to do so, I, I usually uh, try to, you know, try to accommodate and oblige uh, those requests because I get a lot from those conversations uh, too. Uh, but I typically don't publish them. I record them from my own personal archives, which are pretty extensive at this point. Um, and I keep them because I feel like looking back on them in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years is going to be really fun. Either I'll be laughing at myself and I guess the people that I'm having conversations with, or we'll be sitting back and kind of patting ourselves on the back thinking that maybe we got a few things right. But nevertheless, uh, this episode today came about because of that kind of a situation. And um, at the end, you know, there wasn't much personal information disclosed and it, it wasn't one of the more, I guess, intimate conversations with a lot of stuff that people might want to not have public. So I asked uh, Hartzler, which is his handle on, on Twitter, I'm not sure if he wants me to use his real name, um, if I could publish it publicly. And he said, sure, I think he's going to be trying to produce content himself soon. So I guess that's partially why he, he didn't mind. So anyways, that's what this is. This is a, a conversation that we were just having, not intending to publish it. And then at the end, we figured, uh, why not? Perhaps it's a, a conversation that people might be interested in. And maybe it's some topics that uh, people are wanting to hear more on. So anyways, that's why this has become an episode. And before we get going, I just want to shout out uh, the sponsors of this show, Thank you to three awesome Bitcoin companies for supporting this show. The first is CoinKite. You know them. You love them. The makers of the gold standard Bitcoin hardware wallet, the cold card. Uh, excellent product. Amazing company. The Bitcoin ethos permeates everything they do. And they have a bunch of other awesome stuff for protecting your Bitcoin and also just expressing your interest and love for Bitcoin in different areas of your life. So many of you will be familiar with the cold card, but of course, there's also open dimes for physically transacting Bitcoin. The Block Clock Mini, which displays sats per dollar, current block height, uh, current USD Bitcoin exchange rate, and lots of other fun stuff in their store. So check them out at coinkite.com. And if you're in Canada and you're looking to buy some Bitcoin, go to bullbitcoin.com. This is the place to do it. They're a non-custodial exchange. You send them your money, they buy Bitcoin, and they send it directly to your cold storage. So they don't hold on to it for you. They make sure that you are custodying your Bitcoin, not your keys, not your coins. If that is a daunting proposition for you, they've recently launched bitcoinsupport.com. So basically this is a service in which they hold your hand and help you get set up properly for taking custody of your Bitcoin. So all the different things, the hardware wallets and the protocols and the coin control and all the different best practices for making sure that you're set up securely and as privately as possible with your Bitcoin and that you are in control of it. That's what this service is for. Now, a lot of you may have already gone down the route of custodying your Bitcoin. So what I'm really excited about for this service is being able to send all the people that ask me questions about taking custody of their Bitcoin, which I don't have time to properly answer or hold their hand with, I can now send them to this service, which is awesome. So bitcoinsupport.com. And lastly, the Bitcoin 2022 conference. 
Uh, this is where Bitcoiners come together to celebrate Bitcoin, to meet each other, to talk about all these ideas, which we often uh, talk about on podcasts and read in articles and that kind of stuff. And it's an incredible experience. I developed you know, a ton of amazing friendships that I now include amongst my best friendships just over the course of a couple days uh, last June for the Bitcoin 2021 conference. This one's going to be much bigger. It's going to be on Miami Beach. It's going to be sexy. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to go. So if you'd like to go, use the code RAPIDFIRE at checkout and get yourself 10% off. John, what's going on, man? How you doing? Great, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm generally good. A little bit under the weather here today, so I apologize for uh, no, any coughing no, or good. sneezing or anything like hey, that. <laughs> I think we're, we're I think we're all in it right now. Uh, <laughs> my wife just got over it. I got I got it like a month ago, so it's kind of COVID. It's just doing its thing. Yeah. 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 So, oh man, dude, I, I appreciate you. Uh, taking me like taking taking the time to, to talk with me um My it's pleasure, kind of man. a long kind of a long shot but um yeah man just just thank you for all the all the work that you've done um like i mean just to give kind of give a little background like i had i've kind of been orange pilling over the last probably year um my first exposure uh when I first bought was kind of like uh, December of last year. And, and like you always say, man, just, I don't know where the bottom is. I just, I just keep continually falling down. Um, and I've always just really been attracted to your message um, <clears throat> of really like the personal transformations and the stories that has come out of it. Um, of just your, um, more or less your spirit with trying to understand this thing that's happening to, to people when they interact with it. And, um, and so it's like, so I've, I've tried to been, uh, I guess, articulating my thoughts, trying to understand this thing. And, um, and I figure of all people, you would kind of be the best to, to try to unpack some of this stuff and, and yeah. go down it. So well, I mean, um, obviously, obviously I can relate with your uh, circumstance because I think, I mean, the reason why it's such a fascinating phenomenon is because it, it seems to be so consistent, you know, and uh, for those people that stay the course, I guess. And uh, did you, did you read the article I put out a few weeks ago? Yeah, I was just, I was just mentioning, or I was actually, um, here's my problem is, is I, I, I read it and I'd like, my mind goes so many different directions on while like a single topic. And I've, I've struggled to truly ingest the whole thing from top to bottom, but the, like, so the, the pieces that I've got to, and especially like, and what I wanted to bring up to you was the, your last uh, kind of the, the conclusion of it. Um, the, the, like the, the Messiah piece. So, so you talked about, um, does, does Bitcoin represent the emergence of a messiah for a new tech, technological epoch, in the most refined and uh, engageable form in history, um, providing a greater access to truth and do so, uh, orient us our consciousness towards an ever more optimal experience of reality? Um, is a new age about to begin with a, a hero uh, with the internal principles 
emerging once again to an archetypal and technological mediator between the fundamental force, forces of chaos in order to aid us when we need it most and our continue stumbling toward the kingdom of God. I mean, <laughs> the, and, and this is where like the convergence of yourself, Jordan Peterson, uh, Breedlove, of, of so many people it's like, it's like these almost tectonic plates, like kind of converging into this new medium of, of Bitcoin. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah, so overall um, Reddit. And, and again, I think it's, it's, it's helping to organize and, and straighten out some of my thoughts, you know, in regards to it. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> that's part of the motivation why I wrote it you know, to sort out some of those thoughts in my own mind. And, you know, this type of subject matter, the breadth of the different topics that are brought together, and then the depth of, well, most of them also, you know, made for, you know, quite a challenging endeavor to put it together that way. And, uh, you know, it, I toyed with the idea, because I think I feel like every section there could have been a chapter, if not its own book, right? I mean, I, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some throwaway one-liners there that could be, and like, they need a lot more fleshing out. But my, my motivation was like, I'd rather get this out and get it as disseminable as, as possible, you know, get it, you know, in article form that's free for everybody and get these ideas percolating and then kind of see what feedback comes back and what people are saying about it. And if there's interest and if I feel like it's deserving of it, then I'd put more meat on the bone and, and maybe formalize it into a book at some point in the future. And so, um, because even myself, like I, I, the brevity and it's 40 pages, right. But the brevity is important for it to be consumed by anyone because 40 mm -hmm. pages is kind of a long article, but, uh, but it, it deserves more explanation in certain parts, you know? So I'd, I'd like to do that at some point. But I, I, I mean, I think you're, you're dead on. I, I think you've, you, you've tapped on, tapped into something. And I think your guys's conversation when Breedlove, um, when you guys talk about almost interchangeable, like money and God, um, and, and this, this world that we, that we're like living in is almost interchangeable, you know? And I think the, the piece, um, where you've overlapped that, that religious, the religion piece onto, to Bitcoin itself. So you have like, it just seems like there's so many layers of it that kind of overlap in between. But I mean, I commend you in, in writing that because I, like, I, I think I felt that, that same tension that you had of you're like, I just have to get this out there to start I think, and I think that's the beauty of this community too, is this, it, we can almost help each other refine some of those, those pieces. And, but you've, you've, you've kind of structured a massive overlay of what this thing could and can be kind of into the future. And that's kind of my hope too, is like, people are desperate for this stuff. I think, I think overall desperate for this kind of stuff. And I think what what I hear in your heart and why I think you've put this stuff out there is because I mean you I walk around and I look people in their eyes and and it's like they're it's like soulless people everywhere everywhere that I walk I walk in you know I've I've worked in corporate America for almost 10 years and 
you talk about a place where souls go to die. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what corporate America is across the board. And I, and I think that's why I wanted to a talk because it just, again, sharing the encouragement of like, I think, I think this is the beginning of something incredible. Um, not, not just, just the money standpoint is its own massive rabbit hole, but I think the, the sense of meaning and, and the way this can integrate into structure and, uh, incentives and, um, not a religious movement, but a, but a, but a scaffolding for people to discover how to live the modern life in a meaningful way, I think is, is so important. And I think you've laid an incredible um, scaffolding for, for, for ideas and things to start converging on that. Um, so I commend you for that. It's um, like you said, it's each, each new or each subset that you had put, there's, there's just a massive amount of, of topics in there. So, um, yeah, well, I, I, I appreciate the, uh, the kind words it, and I, like, I agree. And, you know, I framed most of the assertions in the piece as questions, right? Like, will Bitcoin mm -hmm. become a religion, for example? And then, you know, I, I hope it, it, and it is interesting me to, to me, um, having gotten some feedback already to see what aspects people latch onto or focus on more. It's, I mean, cause you, you kind of think like everyone's gonna more or less see it the same way, but it turns out that's not the case. But, um, you know, I obviously make the, I speculate in the piece whether or not for these reasons, because of what Bitcoin does to the individual and, and the culture that it has the potential to foster through the communications and the information that it propagates, will it, you know, will it effectively be like a religion? And yeah. I don't know. And, and I think the answer is like seeming to me like the answer is yes. Now, I don't mm -hmm. mean like the, I don't I want to be very careful in this enterprise that we're all participating in not to conclude too quickly. Right. To more yeah. so let our behavior in the presence of this thing have the, the wisdom emerge rather than us imposing, you know, mm. what we think it is on top of it. But, you know, to, to kind of tickle that process, you make, you make, uh, you speculate and you see right. how it, it feels and how it changes people's behavior. And it's interesting to me, you know, like I'm, I'm fascinated by all the world religions and spirituality and psychedelics and all this kind of stuff. And for me now, it's like the thing I think about a lot is what is the convergence of all of them? Like, how are they all being yeah. collapsed into one thing that mm -hmm. may indeed be the thing? that we've lost and let been let and gone astray from that we will need in order to, you know, move to the next stage of our cultural evolution, individual evolution, that kind of thing. And, you know, the caveat with all this, and I'm sure every Bitcoiner that has hung out down at the bottom of the rabbit hole or kept burrowing for long enough, <laughs> it's all batshit insane, right? Like I understand right. that it seems that way on the surface. And so like part of, of expressing myself in the podcast or mm -hmm. writing and stuff is just like getting it out there so that it's not just in my head, but it's out in the broader world. And like, yeah, like people, some people did think or do think it's insane. Right. Like, it, but uh, <laughs> a lot of other people uh, are seemingly responding saying I've had a very similar thoughts and you've helped me articulate them or clarify them a bit. 
but yeah, I've been, sh- yeah. you know, I share those sentiments and you know, that's interesting how that, that's super bizarre, you know? So, yeah, well, you're like, and I think that's what people don't realize is like how important getting those ideas out on paper are. And that's kind of my, my, my desperation of like, I don't, like I'm so new that I don't have like these thoughts are just going constantly. And I'm like, there's no outlet for them. Like, I, I think that's why I'm so desperate for like Bitcoiners and like, like, cause there's, and there has to be some feedback mechanism to be able to articulate some of this. And it's like, am I crazy or is yeah. some of this true? You know, mm-hmm. is some of this, these thoughts true. And I think, I think you're exactly right. Getting that out there is the important thing. And I think, I think this is where, why I wanted to reach out to you is, is I think one of the crucial points of us moving to the next phase is, um, is infusing these stories, the, the, the phenomena of Bitcoin almost into Christianity, um, almost a, um, so people have these, these, uh, these frameworks, these, these, and I think, and, and Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. Like we are a product of these frameworks that have been evolved over hundreds and hundreds of years of, of the Christian, you know, from the Christian religious perspective that everything that is built out of our justice system, our legal system is somewhat a, um, a distillation of those frameworks Mm-hmm. refined over time. And I think a, a huge piece and importance and why I love that you put that the piece out there and have been talking about this um, is I think this gives people's framework so we can back end some of these stories into the way people view the world now. And I think that's why it's so important because in my conversations with a lot of people that I've been trying to orange pill, the money piece is, is a very low, low, conversational um how, how would you say like they just don't care enough about the the money piece they're not interested in, in macroeconomics they're not interested in austrian economics um but they're interested in that that meaning in those 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 places to to have those conversations really um so oh yeah i mean i can't tell you i like i'm I like when I talk about this stuff, at least the money, like I thought the, the cell was the money piece. Mm. I thought the cell was like, Hey, and they're just like, I just, I'm just not that interested. I want to do other things. I want, I I'm interested in music, art, um, family career, X, Y, and Z. Um, and I feel like this is the, that kind of that tipping point of like, all right, how do we articulate this to help, infuse that other the, those other types of people that don't really quite see the the monetary uh, medium yeah like like most of bitcoin twitter does um but who very much and, are search for yearning for greater meaning or more understanding around meaning or something like one, that. one 100 percent 100 yeah. and um and i i i think there's a i think there's you know, there's a, an audience out there that, that I think the, the thing that I think I've learned over the last year of how important memes are, you know, quote unquote, like the ability to communicate something that transcends just like a, par- a paragraph of words, for example, 
that a picture is worth a thousand words. Um, how do, you know, what's, what's the significance of, of having Bitcoin play a role in that transition of, of, of meaning to people? Um, and, and, and what I wanted to get into you with you a little bit is some maybe articulating uh, specifically on the analogies of, of, of God and religion and, and people and kind of curious to hear your feedback on, on some of the ideas that I, that I have. Um, sure. Go for it. So I, I guess I'll just jump right into it. Um, I've been listening to Peterson's uh, podcast, his first one with Rogan. Uh, that was my first introduction to him. Um, and probably one of his most profound, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, and it might've just been where I was in my spiritual journey. Um, but the, the way he articulates God and, and what he talked about is the Western world, um, really found, you know, have that fundamental, uh, foundation of, of watching, Taking it back to the Christianity, the piece of what he articulates is Israel went through order, chaos, or order, um, corruption, chaos, and just this, this resetting of, of um, stages in their, in their almost the evolution. The Old Testament talks so much about that is you have this rise, God creates a new kingdom, that kingdom gets corrupted. It collapses. A new kingdom takes place. Um, the prophets come along, and I'm and I'm wondering where where we as um, as people now in, in the modern times are we prophets talking about some of these things? Um, and then and then Jordan talks about the utopian idea of the Israelites only wanted the state to come in. Um, they were just hoping for the state to come in, create this perfect uh, union, and bring people back to God. Um, and there was always this desire, this cycle for having this perfect control over uh, a population of people. Um, and that got me thinking so much about Genesis and, and the analogy of the Garden of Eden. And man, these... these these ideas that keeps running. So, so in, in, in Eden, God creates these, he creates this perfect place for mankind to be able always to be in balance it. And, and there's, there's these scenarios that, that I think about before before our, our modern times, so there was a there had to have been a place where human beings were getting along perfectly, that there was there was a balance between, um, I guess chaos and order. Something happened between, you know, that time. I don't know if it was the introduction of agriculture. I don't know if it was the power dynamics between groups. But something happened that that disturbed the balance of power between the two, between groups of people, um, kind of along the the Dunbar's number line, 
um, like the 150 people or so. Um, is there something to the fact that the man, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to articulate. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go back to, to Jason Lowry's point. The, um, and, and I think this is what's kind of stirred up a lot of the thoughts was uh, the, the people that, I don't know, have you listened to his, his stuff recently? Um, like appearances or? or uh, so, yeah, Jason. I he see went him on, on Twitter every now and then, but yeah, I haven't listened so, to any podcasts yet. So I think he's jumping on Robert Breedlove's one um, fairly soon. Um, but the thesis is, that um, I want to pull up, so I want to quote him. I don't want to do any um, misjudging. So I think I get his general thesis around, you know, kinetic warfare and versus, you know, digital warfare and having to defend digital property in a different way. And is that what you're yes. referring to? Yeah. So it, and, but he said something within that that kind of got, this is where kind of the ball got rolling for me. And, and I'm, and again, I, I apologize as I'm thinking through this of how to articulate the thoughts. Um, but the, the, the principle that he talked about was, he said, those who project the most kinetic power and the most clever way, they determine the ledger of ownership. And, and then he, he went on to say something different that I think that's kind of sparked the, the thought process was it's better to pay an electric bill than to pay a blood bill. Mm-hmm. And, and I was thinking of that, of like, that's the ultimate cost that I think uh, organisms have had to reconcile with. We've had to reconcile with this inability to overcome the, the, the things that project the most power always win and get to determine what happens with the economic surplus thereforth. So I look at groups of animals. I look at you know, a you know, pack of lions or, or the male comes in those, the, and they compete. The one that's most dominant determines the fate of the rest of the pack, uh, the, the pack that was taken over. Um, and, and in nature, it's able to, there's this clash, there's always this clash of, of this, it's almost like an evolutionary process beyond just, um, like sexual selection or natural selection, but it's almost this economic selection that is being waged within groups of animals, but especially in human beings too. Um, and so I don't know if there's, there's something to be said about as early humans, when we discovered ag- agriculture, there, it almost broke the system, the balance of power that we had to settle our differences in a, in a, in a way that didn't cause mass murder across, across the, whole, like, the whole facility. And that's what Genesis talks about early on was just mass murder, like in the sense of like jealousy. Uh, one group or one person would be jealous of another, and there was no way to reconcile those differences other than other than murder and 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 war, uh, you know, just perpetual. Um, 
And, and, and so in that, I look at, I look at that, if that is, if that is a true phenomenon that, that Jason talks about, that, that is a, it's almost like a natural law that we have to find some way to facilitate, not just monetarily ways to reconcile between, between us, but almost emotionally and spiritually, we have to find a way to reconcile with one another. And part of, part of those rituals that have existed for, I guess, in, in Christian terms, in the Old Testament terms, was a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice of something that was of value, something that was of value that you, that you could give that up to God, per se, give that up to, um, the thing is, to retain, to be able to retain the order within the group. Um, moving forward. Um, and, and, and something, something there was, was, was broken. I don't, you know, like in, in Genesis, it talks a lot about that was sin. The thing that came in was sin cast Adam and Eve out of the garden of Eden and they went into chaos. And ever since that point in time, we've never been able to return back to that, that structure, that, that, that structure that we've had before. And I think as human beings, We've always been looking for that. And I don't know if that is uh, to equate that to God. Um, I, my, thought are, my thought is, and maybe this is very abstract, but maybe God is that closed system. Maybe God is the, garden, the walled garden of Eden that allows a closed system, but within that system, um, you're able to have a whole open, fully dynamic system to have communication and transfer a value within that. And, and that, again, that kind of goes back to the Bitcoin piece of Bitcoin is the envelopment of humanity in all things, in culture, in money, in so many different ways. So we don't have to outsource our um, spiritual, our emotional, our economic energy to defend that anymore but it envelops and allows for now the propagation of that, that perfectly. Um, and I don't know if that is a, I don't know if that's a revelation, a revelation. I don't know if that's, that's any new information. Um, but, I, but I think there's something there to be said about how, how we integrate Bitcoin not just a monetary piece, but as a, as a meaning piece of how to structure uh, groups of people like moving forward into that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> apologize if it's, it's, it's choppy. Those are still a lot of thoughts um, mm -hmm. kind of bouncing around, not, not fully formed, but I guess trying to trying to find a home there's something there i know there there's something there but sure, it's hard well, to articulate if you're if you're done i can comment or but if you sure, want to keep sure. going no, by all means i and i would love this to be a dialogue by by all means yeah so a couple thoughts one have you read uh maps of meaning yet no that, you gotta that's you gotta means. read it okay okay <laughs> it, it will i think it will inform a lot of the the questions and thoughts that you're having, at least as you've just expressed them. Um, you know, I, I had a written, I had a part pretty much written, uh, well, actually kind of totally written uh, for the Money Messiah piece that was called Power, Money, and Order. And okay. 
it was basically somewhat akin to what you were just describing where I, I was looking at, it, it was looking at what the determinants of balance and power were, mm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and basically the assertion there, or maybe the speculation was gonna be that the, the, the thing of greatest generative order becomes the thing that determines the balance of power basically mm, mm -hmm. and uh this is why it's been such a focal point of pursuit for um for cultures and civilizations and you know might they might not seem connected initially but the the way that i was thinking about it was if you pursue the enterprise of determining the the source of utmost meaning let's say of God or whatever you want to call it, and you can articulate and extract and complexify the understanding of that, then that may very well mean that the society and culture around which that is uh, around, that's coalescing around that, um, has greater meaning and therefore value available to it. And that might mean that it's able to mm. generate more complex economies and markets and, and et cetera, because you know, ultimately all value and all meaning tracks back to the, the highest sources of meaning, right? Right. And so right. and so if if that's the case, then of course they become it becomes evolutionary evolutionarily advantageous because you innovate more and you produce more and you outcompete markets that are next to you or or in your vicinity or ones that you've come up against. So you either when you come up against another culture, you either defeat it or you subsume it. Yeah. And to what degree is that primary point of generative order the determining factor there? And you know, it, it seems like perhaps part of the reason why, by and large, the world has kind of uh, concentrated into a couple, a few different religions in different regions of the world. It could be the case that that process played out from time immemorial, and it, and the reason why those things, those systems of understanding and value, became so sophisticated is because there was a genuine evolutionary adaptive advantage mm. to doing mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, and then I, the Bitcoin insertion there was, how do you avoid the inevitable bumping up against one another, right? Because right. as, as they become successful, they yep. expand and, and consume more territory and inevitably right. you, you come up against another one. And unfortunately, it seems like part of the, the story of history has been two sources of generative order and their attached cultures coming together and basically competing not on you know mundane political reasons but actually it's actually those sources of order that that are actually competing and right. the speculation was going to be like it, if you'd like to minimize the destructive power competitions let's say rather than the construct of like market based competitions and of course, there's destruction in markets, but it's not fatal destruction. So if, you, if you'd like to avoid the fatal power competitions, then it seems to me that the, the approach would be to share the point of greatest generative order. And so yeah. as, as each of these isolated or siloed religions developed, it's probably the case that they enveloped uh, smaller religions that were less developed and less you know, generative until they kind of couldn't compete right and then and, yeah. and so we have the few that we have and i wonder like is it the case that so the real the real 
you know, juicy question here for me is, is, you know, is it, is Bitcoin because it, it's more overt, it's more obvious. And because it instantiates certain rules for the operating of culture and markets, et cetera, is that a more unifying source of generative order than even the religious stories? And yeah, I, I don't like, they may not even be separate in a sense, you know, because like mm-hmm. these, these systems of, of value and understanding and meaning, basically they're there to inform behavior, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's why they're there. That's why they propagate because they've, they've affected and fostered beneficial interactions between one another. And that's why they, they become so competitive. And Bitcoin does exactly the same thing. It, the, one of the, the distinctions that pop out of my mind is simply that in the realm of these mythical stories, religion, et cetera, I, I do think there's profound truth in them. So I don't want to say that they're purely subjective, but there is still sure. an element of choice in how you engage in a relationship with them. Whereas something like Bitcoin, yeah. it's yeah. either you're in or you're out. You either accept the <laughs> rules of the system or you're not. Yeah. And it's a very it's a it's a much clearer distinction between being in and out mm-hmm. and also the benefits of being in and out are so much more clearly defined as well and so uh again i i wonder if if you share the the greatest point of generative order then that may optimize for non-fatal competition and, and mm. cooperation if you diverge on the point of generative order or and and this will probably go on forever because you're we're always going to be competing to determine what the primary source of generative order is, right? And maybe for yeah, the next yeah. 5,000 years, it's Bitcoin, <laughs> but maybe it becomes something else later. And yeah. so uh, I left it out because it just, it was a bit of a departure for, it, it kind of affected the flow of the piece, but I'll probably release it as a, a standalone uh, uh, article or something. But uh, so I think it's super interesting. And I think there's a lot to be uh, elucidated by pursuing that. The second thing, you know, and it obviously there's a lot of like room to speculate there between what does that mean for what Bitcoin is in relation to religion and, and our, our apprehension of, of how religion has been used in the past. I think it's super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just, you, you know, when you started talking about Garden of Eden and, and Peterson and stuff like that, like because the piece I just wrote was so heavily influenced by Peterson's thinking about religion, it obviously mm. has a very Judeo-Christian focus, you know? And I think because of this, I think there's an, I don't think this is very controversial, there's an underlying thirst or yearning for greater meaning in the world right now, particularly maybe amongst like our demographic of, of people. As you said earlier, like people, are, there's, a, there's a hunger for this stuff. And it's no wonder why, right? Because we, we so willy-nilly dismiss the enterprise of religion in favor of the yeah, modern yeah. state right and and you you dismiss the central focus of our entire human history so easily and there's probably going to be consequences and yeah and and so i think there's a yearning what i i did a podcast with daniel prince recently i don't know if you uh listened to him or, or that show or whatever but i talk about it a little bit there but i i think as I was saying before, like I, I'm very cautious about uh, saying 
what is going on or what's going to be. I'm, I'm far more, mm -hmm. I think the, the far better approach is to let the process emerge, even if it's on a slower timeline than we might want. And I've noticed yeah. a lot of people in Bitcoin and obviously no disrespect uh, to whatever your faith may be, but to, you know, uh, because we live in a, a society that was, has been highly influenced by Judeo-Christian values and, and, and that religion, there seems to be a revivification of, of interest mm -hmm. and even adoption of that. And while I think there's tremendous benefit to be derived from doing that, my own point of view is that there a lot of the same wisdom is represented in a lot of the different world mm -hmm. religions. Mm -hmm. And right. if, we're, if, if our enterprise here is not just like a better money so that there's less corruption in the market, but if our enterprise is actually what we were just discussing, like, no, the thing that most fosters cooperation and creative mm, and, yeah. and, and creative uh, and creativity, collaborative creation, um, then we should be, even though, though we have this impulse, this renewed religious impulse, let's say, and we want to yeah. grab onto something in my, my approach is the, like, hang out with the anxiety and the impulse of wanting to grab onto something like certain be yes. in, 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 in favor of something better that may lie mm -hmm. beyond our continued speculation here. So, you know, I think I can feel my discussions and writing over the next year, probably focusing a lot on a more broad view of the various philosophies and religions that have existed throughout time and seeing what the relation might be to the principles represented in Bitcoin. Right. And, and, and then basically, you know, trying to discern whether or not a new system of, of value meaning is going to emerge or is emerging because hmm. it, it seems like it is right. Like, I don't know how much interaction you've had with Bitcoiners, but like when I went to the Bitcoin conference last year, I had like a hundred conversations with people that, you know, they'd come up and introduce themselves and say thanks or whatever, but then we'd hang out and we'd have a chat and they'd tell yeah. me all about how their life was turned around, all this good stuff that's been <laughs> happening and how their perspective has changed. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, it's, that's not normal. It's not like you got into like BMXing and you, you know, like it gave you focus of your life or not like even working it's, out and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's in a totally different realm. And so, um, there's something, and I say this at the afterward of my piece, like there's obviously something going on here. And, right. uh, and so I, I feel drawn to exploring uh, what that might be. And I've always had an interest in the spiritual and, and religious aspect of life and, and those traditions. And so I, I feel like I'm kind of like a kid in a candy shop. I just get to <laughs> smash those two interests together and see, see what well, happens, you know? I, I, yeah. And I absolutely love that. And I think that's what, I think that's why I love, I really enjoy following you and I appreciate you because you just have this open mind of you're you're able to question everything without this dogma to, to whatever it might be, because you want to see what is emerging through that. And I think that's, that's unbelievably, I think wise. And I, I like, I appreciate and respect that of you. And, and I think I couldn't agree more in the sense of like pausing to wait to like be certain about certain things, um, especially on the, on the, the, the realm of the religious piece, because all of the, like you said, in your piece, we're all, there's so much baggage that's carried with 
certain things, certain thought patterns that people have. Um, and, and I think this is, I think this is kind of, you know, to, to touch on two pieces, my story, um, and like why I think this is so important. Um, but I went through a period where I had a devout faith, um, and I completely walked away, just walked away from faith altogether. Um, you know, really questioned everything from top to bottom from a metaphysical stance. Um, and, and that's why I think I'm so drawn to Peterson's work with so much was that, that was my first introduction almost on the way back home of, of, I left this nihilistic, almost atheist route. Um, and, and Jordan kind of put that chair on the top, which you talk about that. So you have, you have those, the major religions, but, but it seems like Bitcoin is almost enveloping all of those in, into a higher, uh, a higher structure of order that we can all participate in, that it's not a single person or a single religion saying, Hey, you, you are forced to do this, you know, you know, kneel or, or it's, it's a, it's an opt in thing for the first time that it's outside of the human, I guess, bounds to keep it managed and operated that everything we've had thus far has always been having to have human beings manage the state, manage the religion, manage the rules that we are all participate in. And Bitcoin is more like more akin to a natural law that we just accept instead of resisting. And I think that's why it is so, so amazing and beautiful. Um, and, 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 and that piece of like, when you interact with it, it, it changes your life. I mean, I mean, John, I, <laughs> I've done a complete 360 in the, over the last year of like what I'm doing with my life, just because I've interacted with this thing. How so? So, I mean, you don't have to share anything you don't want. I would love to, I would love to share. So I, 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 and this might be more, you know, um, just, I think, and more evidence of like how this thing is changing people. Um, so my first interaction with Bitcoin was 2017. My buddy again was telling me, dude, you gotta, you gotta buy this thing. It's going up, you know, like it's, it was, that was always the conversation. I was always the, the understanding of like, I'm, I've always been in the tech. I've always loved, um, you know, technology and software. Just, I just didn't have a clue though. No idea. So I'd kind of dismissed it. Um, but I think, I think this, the COVID for me was a real wake up and I'm like, okay, shit's going to hit the fan unless we do something like we're just, we're on this marching cliff of just nihilism and, um, authoritarianism. And I'm like, there's, we've got to do something or else we're just going to blindly march into this like dystopia. Um, and I, and I, what, what freaked me out is I went to the grocery store when stuff first hit and that was the first time I could sense panic on people. I, you could look, you could look people in their eyes. And, and that was the first time I've, I had like, we've always, a lot of, uh, at least for me, I've always lived this nice shelter, easy life. And, um, but it's, it was like the first time you could sense the fear and panic on people. And I was like, wow, this, that's, that's strange just because of this, 
virus, like a, like a virus is it's, it's, it's made that a much emotional harness on people. Um, fast forward. I, I got into Bitcoin because of uh, I think Naval was on um, Tim Ferriss's podcast and he talked about it in the sense of like, it's um, it's pretty much property that can never be taken away from you. Um, and I've always been very uh, observant and very conscious of what happened to, to in Nazi Germany. And I'm like, man, that, that could be a game changer in a sense of like, you have a possession that nobody can take away from you as long as other people are participating in that. And I'm like, sign me up. So I bought a little bit and uh, I would say within a month or two had pretty much uh, taken all my 401k, all my retirement, everything just went all in. Um, like I, I saw the conviction of people and, and I, and I knew that at this point, just, just from a money and economic standpoint, like this is, this is an absolute game changer. Um, people think I'm absolutely crazy and, but I'm, but I'm so convicted on it that I, that I think this is, this is the thing that will change the world. And I'm, I'm confident in that. So, so I started talking to my wife, I read Jeff Booth's book. And it's just the writing on the wall that you just see it coming. It just reaffirmed the thing that I saw instinctually knew something is really wrong. And, and so we ended up selling our house, um, put all of our proceeds into Bitcoin. And we're just, we're, we're in the process now of, of picking up our whole life and moving back home. And, um, and so it's, 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 caused massive changes just for me not like financially but what i want to do in life it's given me the confidence to know that okay my future my future is taken care of now's the time to start doing the things that i've put off for so long um in the sense of like developing what i actually believe instead of instead of being the yes man to someone else so I can might have that uh, opportunity in the future, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, and it, it, you know, it's, it's been, it's been an incredible like journey, but like I've, I've, I don't have anybody right now physically to interact with. And so I'm like, I think that's the, the next piece. I, I hope I'm going to Bitcoin conference and uh, I hope to start meeting more people that, that are passionate about it. Um, and, but it's, but it's, it's, it's made a, it like, what, what, what other product, what other thing do you interact with that makes you do stuff like that? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know of anything other than I would say the early evangelical movement of, of Jesus, you know, in the sense of where people were so overcome by the spirit that they picked up everything and left and, and followed. And I think it's, it's along those same lines of that's where I think it's, it's almost spiritual because it's a, uh, you, your tire preference is completely changed and flipped to where you can now focus on the things and you can, it's, it's almost given me my free speech back in a, in a way that you don't, I don't have to trade 
giving people what they want to hear in order to receive something back. Mm -hmm. I can now say what I believe to be true with no fear of how that might impact my future in the sense of like from a monetary standpoint. Um, Freedom. Yeah. It's it's, it's liberation. I mean, you get to be your, you get to be yourself and then you get to, uh, you know, re-engage or revivify the journey of discovering what that actually is, which I think is part of the reason why these concepts we've been talking about are so compelling to us all. Right. It's, it's unbelievable. Like it's, it's super. And then that's, that's where all the, only the religious terms actually facilitate the, that, that type of like those types of discussions, which I think it, it always inevitably falls into. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it truly is. It's, it's freedom. It's freedom money. It's, it's uh, it helps rediscover the things that were lost. I think in the culture uh, it's helped me appreciate um, the traditions that once were and the meaningfulness of them and how to keep them almost closer to mind. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and it, and, and, and I'm, I get so excited about talking about this stuff, but it's so hard to articulate to people unless they've jumped in, you know, and okay. How do we, how do we, I guess that's my question is like, how do you, how do you continue the network transfer that I think is utterly important for people to understand, um, you know, from, from a distilled information standpoint into already concepts and frameworks that they've built to, to make that transition easier. I don't think there's ever a perfect solution, but I think those are kind of important conversations going forward and, and why I'm so appreciative of, guys like yourself and so many people that put content out there. It's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's, it is amazing. And you know, that point, I I, I tried to touch on that again. This is one of those that like it's deserving of a lot more meat, but it is the relationship between the ideal and union with it, which I would deem liberation, right? Because any, any ideal being a judge and your distance from it is dictates the, the force of that judgment and yes once you meet the ideal then you're freed from the judgment you're liberated from the judgment and so i briefly touched on that dynamic and then you know also the role of truth in allowing you to pursue the ideal and the liberation contained therein and so my the assertion in the piece was basically that truth becomes the thing of greatest value because it most facilitates movement toward the ideal and the mm. liberation that, that 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 fosters, which is like, you know, it's pretty interesting um, concept or, or something. And it, it kind of, it, it just, it came in that form, in, in that degree of clarity, you know, throughout writing. And again, I think that's why writing is so valuable because I think as I say that now, and as I say that to you, we probably were both in a situation where like, it makes intuitive sense, but Yes. Writing, writing lets you like really clarify it so that it can be better understood by ourselves, but also to, to the question you just asked. So maybe it can be better understood or strikes a nerve with other people. But, yes. you know, to, to, that, uh, to that point, man, I, I feel like less and less, um, I, I permit myself less and less or I'm less and less inspired 
to like dictate anything to anybody pretty much. Mm. Um, and yeah. I, I'm like dictate, dictates a strong word, but like even to make overly assertive statements, you know, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, hear you. I, I think the best, you know, part of that is because, I mean, I mean, I get, I guess part of that is because of genuine humility in the search for truth. And I don't want to assume that I've figured anything out, but also like, in, in terms of like getting more people to get it or to see it or to be pursuing it or whatever, the best, the best way is always just in the proof is always in the pudding, right? Like how mm, is it, yep. how is it improving, affecting my life, your life, the lives of everyone else who's in a similar situation. And like, you could reel, reel off the benefits of sound money and economics and spirituality and religion and value and all that till the cows come home and people just aren't going <laughs> to listen. But if yeah. they, observe you as being someone who's more content has more love in their life is more intellectually stimulated is confident and hopeful about the future is strong and 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 wise and you know all of these things that result from you pursuing your own journey with the utmost you know uh well with the utmost humility and dedication then i think that's the thing that one is the most powerful persuasive factor when vis-a-vis other people but it's also the thing that most gives birth to whatever the truth or value in the thing that we're dancing around and pursuing here i think it gives us the best chance of extracting it and then the real interesting part is when when more and more people take that approach well then the culture that emerges from that is like almost beyond comprehension from the standpoint of the culture that we contend with in in the world today, you know, and like, I don't think there's any perfection. There's no utopia, you know, all the caveats that we usually give, but when, you know, to have a world filled with and predicated on a culture like that, that's, that propagates more pristine and truthful signals about our values and meaning and the things that we want to do together and actualize for ourselves and all that kind of stuff with the, added confidence and a, and a changed relation to time because of what Bitcoin, you know, allows for and that kind of stuff, you know, not perfection, but a burning hope, you know, and a burning anticipation and excitement for that. And again, like while the initial impulse might be to tell people what you see to bring them on board with you, I think the more, the more viable uh, and ultimately beneficial approach is to simply be, like let the transformation happen within you become it yourself and that's may, maybe and i think that's harder sometimes because we think the overt um uh articulation is more expedient like oh if, we, if i could just explain this to a thousand people then they'd all, all be on board tomorrow but i don't think they'd be fully on board as much as everyone has to go through their own process of determining how to engage in leverage and and you know unify in certain respects with at least the principles that are that we're that we're um, engaged or that we're trying to understand here and let the process unfold naturally from that that action and that that behavior you know so i don't know if that answers your question but that's at least no man it does compelled to take you know the road i've been it does yeah man i mean you're so wise. And I think, I think you've probably been through that gamut of like, you've seen the ebbs and flows. And I think, I think that the, yeah, the proof is in the put-ins like um, what, you know, what's Jordan say, you know, I don't, 
I act as if God is, is real in that sense of like action is the proof of work of your beliefs in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's, what's the hardest about a lot of, of people and culture is people want to act and get that immediate feedback. But I think the heroes and the people that are true um, pioneers are the ones that are acting without the necessity for feedback. They simply act based on the understanding of what is true. And those, those are the true leaders. And that's why I think I appreciate you guys. Like, I mean, it's, it's really, it's inspiring. It really is. It's amazing. And, and, and I think that I want to live in that. I want to live in that world. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to taste, I want to taste what um, it's almost like, it's almost like we're, we're all desperate for this need to uh, outsource this worry and concern of of the system or the God that we're in. Uh, Almost I'll get uh, the, the piece that Jordan talks about is God in what you talked about in your piece, God is the top of whatever hierarchy of values um, that, that you see. Um, And then, but I'm, I think maybe it might be of, is it God is the closed system, the system that, that is encloses the discovery of those values in an open, in an open contained way. So, So God or the, the, the system that we're pursuing, the ultimate truth is the actual system that we are trying to pursue in so that we can have an open system within that container. Um, you know, like that type of concept of where, um, you you know, Jordan talks a lot about that, that piece, but, but I like the analogies that I look of, like, we are a cl- like our human bodies are a closed system. We have skin, we have an organ that's surrounding the entire system within us. We are a closed system. But the, 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 where the life actually comes in through us is that we have an open different systems within us all contained by that, that closed system per se. And that's kind of what Bitcoin facilitates too. It's a, it's a envelopment of all of the continual open systems that can, can talk and communicate and produce the life within that, that is the thing that is the, the closed system that, that we're seeking is God itself to, to encompass and enclose our pursuit of, of, of value within, within those systems too. So I think I, I, I think I've been thinking a lot about that, that piece of the hierarchy of values. God is the one that sits on top of that. And you that, that, that is the thing that dictates the rest of the values down below. But I think it might be one more. I think God is the closed system that envelops the rest, um, the rest of the things. Um, yeah. Well, you know, here here we are trying to define God, right? Which is a fairly lofty. Uh, lofty yeah, exactly. But, exactly. You know, exactly. I, I, I would say, as far as the way I approach it in the piece, the what I, the assertion I made was basically that, you know, you said Peterson says he acts as though God exists, mm-hmm. and I think what he that 
that's another way of saying that God is the thing at the top of your value hierarchy. And so, you know, I, I'm in that way, I'm not using it as uh, like a, a suitable or, or ample definition of the structure of reality, let's say. Mm. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm saying is that if we accept that God, to your, I think, point here, is God are, are, are like, God is the principles that parameter, parameterize, parameterize our experience. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that the degree and the, the reason why the religious pursuits have been so central and also so rational is because in my view, they're trying to discern from observing behavior and the outcomes of that behavior, be they beneficial or not, what, it, what they can infer about the structure of reality, i.e. those principles that may, may order it, right? Mm. And I, mm. I think, I, I feel like what they've come up with by and large are principles like individual sovereignty and divinity, the power of, of truth and honesty yeah. and like these sorts of things. And, and so I think a couple of interesting parallels there is like one, the reason why I make the claim, the bold claim, the, you know, and why I titled the piece Money Messiah is because I feel like the Messiah character is always the ones that, that embody those principles with the greatest mm-hmm. fidelity and, and with like in form, basically. Truth, divine sovereignty, you know, and, and perhaps some others. And I think those have been built into and instantiated in Bitcoin. And that's why I make the claim that it's a re-representation, a second yeah. coming, if you like, of those principles, <laughs> which, which of course is a, is a banana's claim, but you know, this is what is, is emerging most clearly in, in my mind. But I do, but, yeah, it's not bananas. That's the crazy <laughs> thing to me is like, it's like, yes, 100%. Yeah. And the, the only other point I was going to make about um, individual, what, what's at the top of an individual's value hierarchy is whatever that is, they'll act as, well, they act in accord with that, right? And not what, mm-hmm. with what they say it is. You know, so many people in the world today like to signal that they are a certain way or they are a certain type of person, but their behavior right. contradicts that and, and, and reveals yes. something else. And so I think again, why these religious stories are so meticulously try to elucidate, you know, this grand narrative is because they recognize, and in some cases explicitly say, why it's so important that, because they recognize what's at the top of your value hierarchy will be who you are. So therefore the, the most important question is, do you have the right thing at the top of your value hierarchies because if yes. you have the wrong thing then it's tantamount to serving a false god quote unquote mm. right yeah but if you, if you have serving the right mm-hmm. yeah and the idols most often in this day and age i would say ourselves our ego yeah. basically but yes. but if you serve the right god then you're making the proper sacrifices and you're orienting your behavior and your value systems are properly structured toward the highest ideal and as we were saying earlier mm. the thing most generative to a and this one this is a difficult term to properly articulate but let's say the optimal experience of individual and interpersonal existence that's yes. what that being properly aligned with the true god represents and yes. so um and to the extent that you have an exemplar either in the form of a messiah or in the form well you have an exemplar in the Messiah, whether that be 
embodiment in human, human form, or in let's mm -hmm. say a network protocol, if they both are embodying and propagating the same principles, then aligning with them would seem to, uh, well, if, if true, I think would convey a tremendous advantage and probably would lead you toward a closer relationship with the source of those principles, which may be something akin to the term God that you know, wow. we use. I never, I never thought of it that way. That's no, that's profound. Like in the sense of like, it's, it's one step closer to like discovering where that, where that comes from. Um, yeah. And I think the validity yeah. of, of those principles is borne out in the success of how they're acted out or instantiated in the world. Right. So mm. the, 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 the behavior of Christ and the principles that orient that behavior. I don't think they yeah. would have been so sticky if they weren't actually so successful when opted into, you know, we, we use that terminology before, right? Like the ability to opt into the system that is Bitcoin, but yes. in many cases, religion was an opt in too. do, do I, will I place my faith in the principles of, of, of Christ, for example, uh, yes. and, the, and, 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 how much will doing so lead to quote unquote, again, a difficult to define success, right? But let's say mm -hmm. optimal individual and interpersonal existence. And I think the reason why that system of value was so sticky is because there was, it, it's indicative of profound truth in, in those principles that are being espoused. And I think if Bitcoin ends up surviving and thriving and being extremely successful as a means of facilitating individual existence and interpersonal interaction and collaboration, then I yeah. think it, it would also speak to the truthfulness of the principles by which it is that by which it is instantiated or by which it does operate. And if yeah. we agree that, that, you know, that means that it kind of resonates with those invisible principles that principles that might structure our experience of reality, well, then I think it would be, it's not a leap to say that opting into them, adhering to, uh, to them, exploring them, adopting them is tantamount to, you know, a closeness with quote unquote God, you know? Yeah. And again, like, I know this is all very far out and, and uh, you know, a lot of speculation here, but, you know, we speculate because hopefully we lead, it leads to something of, of value that we can integrate down the road. So. Yeah. I mean, but, it, but you can see the, the, the fruit of it though, in the sense of like when, quote unquote, bit, Bitcoiners like hang out, like you had mentioned the, the energy that is felt between human beings that have subscribed to this thing um, is, is, like, is like no other. And like that in itself is a phenomenon like this, like, what is that? Like, you know, yeah. like I think they talk about the spirit of God in the New Testament is like that, that spirit that comes in and like changes you is there's a phenomena that happens when, groups of human being are human beings are organizing around those those highest values those highest ideals and it's it's amazing to watch in real time like i i, I pinch myself every day because i'm like i just jump on bitcoin twitter twitter and i'm like this is this is absurd this is so counterintuitive to everything that we've been that i've been taught in public school of like hey get a job and then you know do this and that i'm like I can literally get a Harvard like like scale education by just listening to people like 
Like it's crazy. Like that, that those things are connected and then being uh, communicated through the internet is, and just, I don't know, just, man. It's just the it's, hunger. It's bonkers. The hunger. For, and I agree. I mean, it, it is amazing that the wavelength that you're, the similar wavelength that everyone's on and how much it fosters relationships and that kind of stuff. I mean, this is a perfect example, right? We never met before, never interacted, but here we are having like some yeah. of the most intimate, deep conversations <laughs> one could have. But it's, uh, I love it. yeah, me too, man. And, but there's such a hunger for understanding that like, and, and I, again, briefly mentioned this in the piece, but it's, it, it, it extends out everywhere, right? Like it's, yeah. yes, first you, you, we want to understand Bitcoin and, and then you realize that it, it's, it has so many implications and then you end up mm-hmm. finding yourself having religious discussions, nutrition discussions, how to live, <laughs> where to live, like, you know, everything, everything needs to be kind of reapproached or recapitulated, it seems. And I think yeah. that's in, in large part because, you know, the fiat distortion field has, has affected our perception and our systems of value so much that now that they're being more properly oriented, we're going back on everything and being like, oh, I, I see this differently now and I need to reassess how I integrate the value or my understanding of a certain thing into my system of perception so that it's more properly aligned than before, you know? 100%. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost, you, you re-question everything out of like, what, wait, why am I doing this again? What, <laughs> what value is this participated in my life? And you see that I, I always equate it. It's like, when you go to build a house, are you building it on like, what are you building it on? Are you building it on sand? Are you building it on dirt? Or are you building a foundation that the house can stand for a thousand years? And I feel like that's, it's, you know, like I'm 34 and I feel like all of my life has been surrounded by low time preference people that are just desperate for like a breath of air, almost like this rat wheel that everyone is just running around with their like chickens with their heads cut off, trying to just stay ahead of entropy almost like, it's like, you can, you, I just, and, and Bitcoin has done nothing more, but reaffirm that, that felt feeling that I've had for so long. And and um, I've always questioned, like, why are we all like this? Like in that sense, you know, like, is, is it, is it the, the, that fiat time preference sense, that desperation that everything is melting right in front of you. So you have to like sprint as hard as you possibly can to get yours because there's no hope for tomorrow. You better get it while the getting's good. Um, it, it's, and then that that then you move to that transition of like, oh my gosh, I don't have to do that anymore. And you have to keep reminding yourself because <laughs> all of these habits that you've created, very and all ingrained, these, yeah. yeah, all these anxieties that you've created over this false promise of, I mean, almost the last year I've had to deprogram so much. I think of what I've had to learn. It's almost like uninstalling all these programs that have just been running in the backgrounds for so long and reinstalling those, those new ones um, coming forward. Um, and, and seeing that, that facilitation between the energy between people, I think is also in, completely underrated. 
like underrated in so many, so many facets that, that I think there's this um, sixth sense that we all have of, you see all this energy just pouring into this space and it's, it's incredible. Um, And people want to be a part of it. People want to contribute. People want to, to move forward and be free and be, um, liberated and like I you know honestly like nothing more in my life is like I don't know how to participate and help but I I feel like that's that's my goal over the next year or so is to figure okay where's my spot how do I how do I help facilitate this and and not like and I think the wisdom from yourself is so important and not to be like telling people but living it out and, and having that opt-in thing, which is, I think is just so much more powerful than trying to evangelize and, and convert people, but truly just sharing the things and, and allowing that to kind of do its work, its magic. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. And, you know, th- I think to your previous point, I think this is why the, the matrix analogies or metaphors abound, right? Because when you change your perceptive filter, which money is a massive part of, let's say, yeah. uh, for another one, then you, you see it, you're almost operating in a totally different reality in many respects, <laughs> right? And which is why there, there's, there's such a schism between the people that see it and the people that don't. The people that, <laughs> the people that don't think there's only one reality, right? And, and mm. this is the, mm. the ego and hubris and blindness, I think, of the uber materialist, rationalist, um, uh, you know, kind of attitude that prevails today. Where, yeah. you know, people think that like where we're at in, let's say, the Western world is like that's peak reality. And it's awful. And, <laughs> and you, <laughs> right. And, and I think what many of us are starting to realize is, no, that's that's just that's a perception fostered by certain inputs, one of them being yeah. a corrupt false money and yes. that false money propagates false signals. And therefore, the behavior that gets propagated within that system is misled, is false, is untrue, is, you know, has all sorts of pathological tendencies. And so we realize at the very least that there isn't just one dominant reality. There are many mm. different ways that people are perceiving what's going on. And we are, I think, trying to ground our perception in the greatest truth possible. You know, the, the way mm. I always mm-hmm. frame it, it's like all I'm trying to do is see with the most clarity that I can see with. I mean, how could you possibly do anything else, right? I'm, I'm, that's all I'm going for because I feel like if I can see with more clarity, I'm put myself in a better position to perceive truth. And then I can predicate actions based on that. And, you know, as you say, it's super exciting that so many others are being so influenced by this thing that they're being inspired to engage or pursue in a similar way. And that does mean that you kind of have to, well, by default, almost, you look at everything with fresh eyes. And that means that everything has to be kind of reassessed. And again, this creates a massive fracture because in the former, you've got, you know, certainty, right? I think, I can't remember who's, where this quote comes from, but evil is the, the is the knowledge that believes itself complete, something like that, right? And that that very much categorizes the, the fiat world as it exists, the fiat modern world, let's say. And I think a lot of us have, ejected ourselves from that and now we're far more open to reinvestigating some of the things that we might have previously taken for granted or we might have just been built into our conditioning 
So as you say, yes. the deep the deprogramming is the deconditioning aspect, but we realize that understandings are important for developing a perspective that allows us to move through reality optimally. So we still need certain programming. It's just that we yeah. want that pro programming to be as predicated on truth and valid truth and operable truth as possible. And so we're way in the early innings of this process <laughs> where we're like, we're, we're the first ones to kind of be unplugged as it were. And we're just, you know, we're, we're still trying to figure out what the world is like, you know, what the basis, the baseline for what world is it that we're contending with while simultaneously right. trying to contribute to and build and act as if a new world is emerging. And again, like, what could, what more could you ask for, man, in terms of, you know, you know time, time to be, to be alive, alive and all that shit. It's, I, it's incredible. It's absolutely unbelievable because like, I, I look where I was at the beginning of the pandemic and like, like just pure terror, you know, from one <laughs> point of like, what is, what is this going to be? And to, to now my perspective of is like, what's going to happen? Like, I'm, I'm, I want to see what happens next, almost like in this story. Like, I want to see what page or what chapter is going to be turning next. Um, I mean, you're right. What, a, what a time to be alive, to watch this. And, and I think, I think a lot about like the American revolution too, of like what those guys were thinking. They're just guys like you and I, you know, like that, that I think are true heroes in that sense of like i'm not equating myself to a hero but like the sense of like i want to understand and know and learn and and be susceptible to the highest level of reality you know in that sense i don't i want to know what is true i don't want to know what's convenient i want to know what's what's actually true and I think that's the thing that frustrated me most about like Christianity and most about like religion itself. It, it, it just, it infers we found the truth, just simply obey it. Don't question it um, and go live your life. And, and it never sat well, well with me. And I just felt like, all right, well, I got to kind of, and this is where, this is where I think it's, it's amazing is because I'm like, no, I want to see what is true. What is actually true. What emerges through this thing. Yeah. And, 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 and to your point in your article, it's like, it, is it going to be perfect? Absolutely not. But it's the truest of true things that we have right now, you know? So let's, let's organize and, and do our best to, to learn and understand that and not be so um, hard-hearted, I guess, per se. But there's so much energy that people have had to outsource to run these other programs so they can simply just focus in on getting up the, for the day and working, you know, like yeah. how much energy. And so they don't have the capacity to question and undo these programs that are like on, that they have as life support to be able to actually function, to do the things that they hate every single day. And yeah. I see that of like people walking around. If It's almost like in a computer, if like the RAM is full, everyone's RAM is like, is like, there's eight gigs in there. It's like 7.9999 gigs is used up and they've got one or two gigs to go out and have drinks on the weekend or do X, Y, and Z. And I've been there. Don't get me wrong, but like to free up some of that space to reinstall, to see like, no, there's, you can, you can see this new light, this new world. Um, 
I, I think is the, is that's the world I want to live in, in, in so many ways, but yeah, that's, man. that's, that's <laughs> such a good analogy that these belief systems, value systems, um, and the behavior that stems from them are basically just incompatible programs. And as a result, they take more from the operating system than they otherwise should. And basically yes. re religion yes. is, is just trying to install compatible programming for an optimized operating system in relation to the world, right? That's, right? that's the enterprise of religion. Like what's the most compatible operating system for human beings in, in this reality? Right, and, right. You know, and it, one of the things I, I probably should have said earlier, but like now that I'm talking a lot more about religion and reading a lot and studying a lot more, and I, I suspect it'll become a even greater focus for me moving forward. Like there is a cohort of, of people and certainly Bitcoiners as well that are like, don't be so ridiculous, you know, can't verify anything. Math is code, no need to invoke faith or any of this godlike mumbo jumbo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and then they'll often kind of point to the detrimental uh, effects of religious institutions throughout the year. So yeah. the, former, the former, I think the logic and rationale that we're using around this discussion, I'm hoping it will disarm that a little bit or at least bring them into the fold so that they can be part of this conversation. But the latter, like, I just want to make it clear, like, I, you know, full recognition that religious institutions throughout the course of history have done a lot of bad things. And I, yes. I, I would even, you know, this is somewhat of an arrogant assertion, but it's been my observation that a lot of people in the world today that claim to be religious uh, may be good people and may have very good intentions, but I don't get the sense that they've pursued an understanding of, of what enterprise it is they're involved in as deeply as perhaps they could or should. And so those two things mean that religion, you know, to, is, is very much so misrepresented probably in the world today by both its institutions yeah. and, its, and its adherents. So I think yes. part of what we're doing is not only uh, exploring and possibly making some assertions about a new component to be added to this conversation, i.e. Bitcoin, but we're also having to recapitulate the whole enterprise of it itself because it's been so misunderstood and misapplied over so many years. So it's really no small uh, <laughs> undertaking that we're engaging in. But, but I think it's, it's, the, it's the most important because I think in, in I mean, the, the amount of baggage that has been you know, displayed through that is, is incredible. But I, I, I think this is the, the, the aspect of it is the fact of, okay, we have, we have, we have chaos, people get together, install order, things are really good. And all of those, like, and like you said, like all of these installations of systems around government and religion and communities, is always reliant on human anxiety and human perception to watch and observe 24 seven. And the moment, and like what Jordan Peterson talks about, the moment someone takes their eye off the ball, it collapses. Like, and so you have these, these group, some groups of people that are perpetually installed dogma into their minds in hope in, in white knuckling that they can keep this organization or institution in line 
almost acting as if they are the enforcers of, of computer code into a human being existence. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just see this, this pattern of like order and beauty and, and, and strength. And then people just want to relax a little bit. And the moment they relax, it all like crumbles underneath them because I'm just like, you know, I just want to like, I just want to play golf or, you know, I just want to enjoy other things. And, and it's this, this weird transition of like, we've never been able to like stably maintain these laws and codes and orders on anything, you know, human, how do we interact with one another? Um, education, um, like one that's close and dear to my heart, the foster care system, which is utterly bankrupt and corrupted. Um, I see, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, how does Bitcoin fit on not only the monetary role of facilitating um, value in a in a sense of of an economic sense, but are those same principles and laws and order able to translate into an institution? kind of set is like, if they just simply adopt it, will that make institutions adhere to that, that, that greater picture, that greater good? I don't know. I think it's worth finding out. And I'm, I'm, I hope to do that experiment like one day of facilitating a business simply on a Bitcoin standard, incentivizing the employees on that, that those laws, quote unquote, and seeing what emerges out of that. Like, I think, I think there's, there's, so much room to experiment to see if like, is that a facilitating enough um, ceiling to people to help them almost self-govern? I don't know. It, like, I, like it has been for me in that sense, especially when surrounded in a community, is that able to, or are people able to institute that into the facility to outsource all of these judgments and perceptions and, and, organizations that we've had to to always be hyper vigilant about um judging of of are you in line are you in line and instead of just living and yeah. sharing and giving and loving i don't i don't know those are questions that i'm so curious to see down the road well i think it you know as they say you don't change bitcoin bitcoin changes you and i think that's operable on the individual on the fam- familial on the corporate community city country yeah species level right so (laughs) it it may very well be the case you know your point about how all of those things are mediated i mean this is this is again to go back to peterson's work it's it's his assertion that the reason why the 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 distillation of the most effective method and means of doing that is the messiah character right because they are the ones that contend with the known contend with the unknown so so The known is like comfort, but also stult- the potential for stultification. And the unknown is danger, but the potential for novel value. And yeah. the, the, the Messiah character, the culture hero, is the one that mediates optimally those two primordial forces to navigate you know, the experience of, of living a reality, both individual and social, optimally. And again, you know, I think there's a lot of very interesting metaphors and comparisons and analogies to both Bitcoin itself as a system, how it operates, but also yeah. how, how what Bitcoin represents as a network and as a tool for people to opt into and then what gets facilitated and fostered as a result. You know, I think, which again yeah. is why, why we're using all this language. And, and 
one last thing to, to somewhat contradict what I said a few minutes ago. I, it should also be pointed out that as much as I'm sure we would all, well, it's easy to identify the criticisms of uh, you know, religion throughout the ages, the institution of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, it may very well be the case that it couldn't have gone better. I mean, we're, 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 hap- yeah. we're happy to point out like, you know, the, the witch trials still here. And, and, the, and the inquisition and all this kind of stuff. But where are we getting off on the assumption that it could have been better somehow? I mean, it could, yeah, maybe it could have been yeah. a lot fucking worse, you know? So yes. as much as I think we should strive to improve and get rid of the corrupting influences, both in ourselves and the institutions that we use in society to, to organize society and foster collaboration, we should at least um, be cognizant in our judgment that it's, yes. it's it's quite possible that this was the you know that it couldn't have been much better before you know there's no utopia whether in the past or in the future right so yeah and I th- I think that's where maybe Bitcoiners early on and, and this is this is my sense of like you have to have this this sense of humility but like aggression too to you like you you have to doubt yet be somewhat cognizant of, of balancing those two things. And I think that's where, that's where the, a lot of the criticisms come into like the Bitcoin space, right, wrong, or indifferent, but like to your point of like, I think there should be acknowledgement of the things that like, guys, there's not much, there's things that we couldn't have done much better. Like we, the fact that we're here is a win, you know, like <laughs> central banking for all of its evils got us to this place, I think was installed with, right intentions but always seems to fall prey to this this the thing that the fact that you can type in a cheat code in a video game the fact that that cheat code exists is too powerful to people to actually override that system um is this for the first time the ability to have a game with no cheat codes that i think that's that's the question and i think is like I think we can make a pretty compelling answer of like, you know, let's use all the tools that we've had thus far, but let's integrate this across the board. And, and because I think it's necessary across, you see where the world's going. I'm like, it's, it's absolutely necessary that this transition happens. And um, I think we're going to, regardless of people's um, opinions, but I'm like, you know, I think, that that place that we're getting to is 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 very very important yeah well i mean i it's not i think the times create the solutions right you know so we're in somewhat dire times and i alluded to this briefly in the piece too but like you know satoshi and i I kind of cheekily unbelievable related it to a, a type of revelation because where do thoughts come from, right? I mean, we don't yeah. really know. Consciousness is a <laughs> yeah. big mystery. And so even though he built upon the work of other people, for whatever reason, the insight came to him to bring together these constituent parts and create something so powerful and unique and beneficial. And I don't think, you know, would that have happened if everything was hunky-dory and, it, but, and yeah. the technology yeah. was available? Probably not, you know? So mm. we're always in this, ebb and flow relationship between the world that is prevailing and the yearning of our unconscious to to balance it out in some way you know and so maybe maybe that's our lot and that's always the case and you know thank god for for bitcoin and satoshi and and what they did and hopefully we can steward it 
well and and not have it be destroyed on our watch you know yeah i it's 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 really it's amazing and i love these conversations because it like how how fragile your mind can be of like not being thankful and you know focusing in on the things that you can't control but it's like times like these and these opportunities it's just like I've always thought a lot about like how the hell did we even get here you know kind of aspects like very large big picture facts so it's like that in itself is an unbelievable mystery and then you layer in on all these other pieces the layering in of it's coming at such a crucial important time and to your point could have been any different no it's almost like you just have to love fate like like the greek said you know more fate it's like it's like you just have to love fate and the fact of like it is it is here and being thankful for it's it's really quite amazing and um well that's another one like like peterson you know where, where he says i act as though god exists i think another potentially useful operating assumption is that things happen for a reason and like i'm not making any claims about faith but (laughs) just pragmatically speaking i mean like maybe it helps you dwell less on the state of affairs and push more into potential solutions Mm, mm, rather than mm -hmm. than you know being consumed by how bad things might be yeah yeah, all this memory on things that like if we all have limited memory limited energy that we do the most conservative or the most conservation piece of spending that energy is only moving forward mm-hmm. and, and, and engaging in that thing. It's like, don't cry over spilled milk. Like the more you sit there and dwell on things that are outside of your control is, is stealing from you in so many capacities. And, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much to be said about that. It's like, yeah, man, I, John, I, I want to be respectful to your time. Um, yeah, I got is, to, uh, I got, yeah. I got something in about 15 I, minutes. So I was going yeah, <laughs> to have no, to bail soon is, anyway. I, yeah, I, uh, internally grateful. This helps me process, um, thoughts and, and I hope to start a podcast. I hope to do something along the lines of more of not so much, you know, maybe touching on the monetary piece, but like, integrating this into your daily life somehow, some way I think is essentially important. Um, and, uh, so just from one human being to another, very grateful for your spirit, grateful for the work that you put in. And, um, man, if there's anything that I could do to help contribute in any, any sense of the, of the way, please let me know. Would love to continue to stay in contact. Um, yeah, man. Very, very grateful. And thank, uh, thank you, man. I'm, I'm grateful for the conversation too. And, and for the kind words and for this chance to connect. Yeah. Um, why don't, I mean, I don't know how you'd feel about this, but I'm sure others would find value and enjoy this conversation too. What, what if I, uh, I mean, I didn't engage in the call today intending to do this, but sure. what if I threw it up on the pod feed and just, you know, let it rip, let, Dude, let it free. Would love it, man. <laughs> would love it. Yeah, that would be that'd be amazing. And you know, I think that's I think that's the the tension of like I I want to share a story that I think hopefully other people can find valuable to impart and part, you know, 
to see the transformation that it takes uh would love nothing more man would love nothing yeah. more that would that would be amazing well like like we've been saying man i everyone's in a different position in life and and you know we're not all exactly the same obviously but you know my and i i recognize that you attract uh like-minded and like feeling and thinking people to you so there's the selection bias of that type but you know my experience has been we're all you know we're all trying to figure out what this is and and we're all being affected by it in fairly or many of us are being affected by it by it in fairly profound ways and i think these discussions uh, at least it's the feedback i've gotten help people frame and contextualize and digest what's going on uh a little bit more and for that reason i think you know they find them valuable and you know i, I as do i you know this conversation yeah. today was, was was great for me helped help me distill and refine some, some thoughts. And, uh, that's why I, you know, I, I love engaging them, whether they're private, like this was intended to be or, or on the podcast. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's just such a, I'm so grateful to engage in what's going on, I guess <laughs> is what I'm saying. You know, so. I know, man, I, I love it. I love it. And yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, it's been awesome. It's an honor. And, you know, I think this is really the start of something cool moving forward. And I think, I think we all, like what I love, I think the most of us is like, when I see the absurdities that are happening outside of like, I see the grit and the like strength that is within people's hearts and spirits across, like, especially this space, like, dude, it gives me confidence, like no one's <laughs> business. Like, it's like, like we're ready to stand up, you know, like it pumps me up, man. Like yeah. it pumps me up and, wow. and, and for the greater and for, for the good of people to do as they see fit. And like, I don't want to tell anybody what to do, but I want everybody to have the capacity to be able to control their own destiny. Yeah. Um, 100%. So yeah. Yeah, man. Well, well, well man, great. if, if, if there's anything I can do for you, you know, as you get going on, on whatever your plans are, just hit me up yeah. and let me know. I'd be happy to help. Oh, you way dude, I can. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And, and if um, I'm planning on going to Miami, so if, if we run into each other there, I would love to. Oh, if, if I'm, if I end up, if I end up going, which I am hoping to be, you know, what travel is like these days. Um, oh yeah. It's a mess. We'll, we'll hook up, we'll hook up for sure. Would love to. I'd love to. All right, all right brother. Take care. All right, my brother. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you. Bye now.